This week to Thursday Night Football Player Props edition of the PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use promo code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when the bet just $5 on football, only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. Roster brought to you by GameTime. Stack the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use promo code SGPN. Roster brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to win up to twenty times your money in one game. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a one hundred percent deposit bonus of up to one hundred dollars. Finally, we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN at fifty percent off. Your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome everyone to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Tuesday, September the 12th, currently 5.09 on the East Coast. Here to get into the Thursday night football player props for week two between the Minnesota Vikings and the Philadelphia Eagles to kick off week two. And joining me, I got my non-sharp uh, betters here with me after our dud of week one. Hey, we're, we're going to take it. Uh, we're going to take it on the chin. We're going to address everything. We're here for that. We're going to be transparent. But joining me, the motorsports king himself, the hardest working man in the sports gambling uh, industry. It's Rod Gomez. Rod, how's it going, my man? Feeling like the Giants, Moonoff. Feeling like the Giants. <laughs> Threw a giant offer on the board. Just need to lick my wounds and, for the love of God, hope to do better this next week. I think the good news is, is that there's only one direction for us to go up, uh, is, or is to go up after the debacle we had uh, last Thursday to kick off the season. I think we mentioned this when we did the week one uh, Sunday player props that. It's it was the first game of the regular season. It was only week one. We have a very very long way to go. So hopefully we will definitely be turning the tide here. But also joining us, uh, it's my main man Chris. Chris, how's it going, my friend? What's up, you know? Uh, I, I think Rod said it best, man. I feel like I say that all the time when I'm coming in after Rod, man. I feel like the Giants. I, we we just got <laughs> smacked. We didn't show up, you know. We we were we, we are who they thought they were. It's like no, I'm just kidding. We're not who who they thought we were. We are, we are much better than that. And we'll, we'll, we'll get back on track. You know, I think as we, uh, you know, took some of those player props, I'm pretty sure a lot of the players that we bet on also probably thought that they didn't play as well as they, they would have. Um, we saw a lot of unders, whether we're looking at yeah. team total unders, full game unders, uh, players, receptions, unders, yards, under. So we'll bounce back. It's a long season. We, we just one weekend, one weekend. Yeah, I think things also kind of change with I think we after we recorded that the official news of Travis Kelsey being out uh, was announced. But I think we had already anticipated him being out. So, that again, you know, we talked about this on Friday that I think the lack of depth that the wide receiving group for this Kansas City Chiefs is um, there. there's a Band-Aid put on that just because of how dynamic Travis Kelsey is for that offense. And I think we saw how important he is to that offense uh, on Thursday night football. Maybe it could have been some rust just because it was game one, you know, the, all the Super Bowl uh, celebrations and the banner uh, and all that in Kansas city. But um, yeah, look, again, we'll, we'll put that in the past. Like I mentioned, goldfish memory, got to, you know, forget about it, move on. 
uh, and and try to get back on track here. So uh, week two, gentlemen, it's going to be the Minnesota uh, Minnesota Vikings against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, last year, these two teams match up in week two as well, but that was on Monday night football. Uh, but this year they uh, match up on Thursday night football. And last season, the Eagles took care of business against the uh, Vikings in that game, 24 to seven. Um, Jalen Hurts had a pretty good game in that game as well. Justin Jefferson did his thing. Both A.J. Brown and uh, uh, Devontae Smith also did their thing as well. So a lot of offensive firepower in this game uh, as far as the wide receiving group here when we talk about guys like like I mentioned. J.J., who had a fantastic week one. Unfortunately for them, they fell uh, short against the Minis- Sorry, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He went off for 150 yards, did uh, Justin Jefferson. And the Eagles were able, to, were able to get by the New England Patriots in week one by the score of 25 to 20. Um, so, gentlemen, let's just dive right into our player props here for Thursday night football. Rod, lead us off, my man. Uh, yes, sir. Well, I am going to go with an under. You'll very rarely hear me say that, but I am going to take an under. And in a surprising way, actually, I'm going to take Jalen Hurts. His rushing and passing yards are set at 299 and a half. So I don't think that Jalen Hurts is going to get to 300 yards uh, it combined passing and <clears throat> rushing, pardon me, in this game. And I say that for a couple of reasons. One, this is a Thursday night game. We know how historically low stats can be on Thursday night games, right? I mean, these turnarounds, these short turnarounds, and it wasn't as if Jalen Hurts is coming off a spectacular week one performance. Anyways, he had 207 combined yards against New England last week. That's the Patriots. I mean, that's that's a Patriots team that we figured the Eagles should stomp all over. Now, of course, they could be a lot like us and have some week one jitters, but I'm just saying that on a Thursday night, we don't normally see the stats turn around that spectacularly. Last season, eight games under this prop for Jalen Hurts. We think of him throwing for 300, running for another 6,000, but it doesn't happen all that often. I mean, it was only eight games uh, last season that he was, or actually nine games rather, that he was over that, but still had eight games under this mark. Um, and look, he's played in two Thursday night football games and he started, he started into uh Thursday night football games. He has not hit this mark in either one of those games last week, Minnesota only allowed Mayfield 173 yards on 34 attempts for passing. Didn't rush very much anyway. So, uh, yeah, again, I, I, I don't, it's not that he's not capable of doing it. I just don't think this Thursday is going to be the, the, the point where he gets to 300 combined yards. Again, you know, when we talk about these uh, Thursday night football games, it's a short turnaround, um, obviously, for both teams, right? Um, and then they get that extended rest after that. But I think even going back to last season uh, on that Monday night football game, I was trying to find Jalen Hurts' uh, stats on Thursday night football because I wanted to either, you know, fade Jalen Hurts or get behind him on a rushing total here, but I just wasn't able to track it down. Uh, but like you mentioned uh, there, Rod, in, at least in week one, uh, not the greatest performance for him. Um, uh, at least we're not used to seeing from Jalen Hurts where uh, in the other given week where he would have, you know, put up 300 plus yards combined passing or rushing. But um, I, I think that number one, like you mentioned, the short turnaround, I think is going to be a big factor in this game. And I think we can see something similar to what happened last season on Monday Night Football between these two teams. But, you know, a lot of times when we think about these two teams, you know, we think, okay, there's going to be a lot of points being scored, stats, and, and player stats are going to go over. But last season, these two teams only combined for 31 points, and I think that there will be more of an emphasis on the defensive side of the football for both of these teams. And I know that the Vikings, you don't want to go down 0-2, so you know they're going to bring their best effort, at least on the defensive side of the football, uh, in this game. So 
I think that we might see a lot of running from the running backs of the uh, group of the Philadelphia Eagles because, you know, we talked about when we were doing the offseason pods and, and the, the the division previews that that backfield of the Philadelphia Eagles has three different guys that can, you know, run the football for you. I mean, Rashad Penny was a healthy scratch last season or sorry, last week in week one, which I feel great about because I took the under on his full season rushing yards. Um Kenneth Gainwell was the feature back last week. He had 14 rushes for this Eagles offense. Um, before we got on, I did see a note that he did not practice uh, as of Tuesday because he's dealing with a ribs injury. And you still have DeAndre Swift back there, right? Uh, so I think that that I think that might be see a rushing attack here for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles against the Vikings here. But as far as Jalen Hurts goes, yeah, I, I think that in this game, it might just turn out to be where I don't think the passing yards may be there for him. The rushing yards may be, but again, I just don't think that he may get over this number of at least 300 passing and rushing yards combined here. Chris, any thoughts on Jalen Hurts? Yeah, I mean, you you kind of you kind of alluded to to what I was going to say as far as like the the rushing attack, right? Like I think last last week it was sixty forty, uh, you know, uh, pass versus rush for the Philadelphia defense, uh, Philadelphia offense, and that's pretty consistent with what we typically see, right? Like you said, they have a a trio monster back there in the backfield, and it may not have to be you know Jalen Hurst that's putting the ball through the air in order for this team to be successful, right? It could be a you, we we know what Kirk Cousins can do back there when he starts slinging that ball, <laughs> and if a couple of them get tipped and picked off, then that's even less yards that he has to account for, you know. And and, and they can go up, they can get a big lead like they typically do, um, you know. And they have in the past, and then you're kind of just sitting on the ball, right? We know that they typically take the air out the ball um, in the second half anyway. I think they only only scored about ten points, maybe less than ten points per game last season because they did get out to those big leads and. This could turn into a shootout, or the Eagles' defense could just come, mm-hmm. you know, show up like they typically do, and that that could also lead towards, uh, you know, this this under as well. So, um, I like the pick, right? Right, going out on a ledge a little bit, but I like it. Yeah, I think last season uh, they were just so good uh, in that first half, like you mentioned there, uh, Chris. Especially in that second quarter, I think they were averaging anywhere from above two touchdowns uh, in that second quarter. And again, they would take their foot off of the gas in that uh, second half where they had a monumental lead where they just, you know, turn around, hand the ball off to one of their running backs and try to, you know, melt the clock there. So uh, maybe something similar that we see here in this Thursday night football game against the Vikings. Uh, Chris, take us over to player prop number one, my friend. What do you got? So I kind of alluded to it just a tad bit, but I'm also going quarterback and I'm also going, it's not a, not an under, but but it's it's kind of similar. Give me Kirk Cousins to throw at least an interception, at least one interception for Kirk Cousins. Uh, minus one fifteen, well. <laughs> I think is what I do. You okay? Minus yeah. one fifteen over on Barstool. Uh, so if we just look at Kirk Cousins. I think I looked at him a couple different ways. So first, I looked at him in games last year where they were dogs because I figured Vikings high power offense. If they're dogs, then clearly they're playing against a pretty good defense. So in five. And he had five total interceptions last last season in four games when he was a dog, including three against this same Philadelphia yep. Eagles defense, of course, in their most recent matchup. And if you go back and just look at his career, you know, all the way back to his Washington days when they were considered the Redskins and weren't even the commanders yet, this guy has actually thrown 10 career uh, interceptions versus the Eagles. Um, I'm sorry, he in, in those 10 games, he's thrown at least – he's thrown seven. So that's 70% hit rate right there. <laughs> um you know, we, we could use that. You look at the Eagles, this is what I kind of alluded to already. Um, you know, they scored 296 points in the first half uh, uh, in those games last season, uh, which was the seventh most, actually, in NFL history. 
So last week, they, they come in and they pick up right where they left off, 16 points in the first quarter. Uh, look, just, you know, just like they did, formidable, you know, turning players over. And I think that'll, you know, actually kind of benefit Kirk Cousins to be in playing from behind. All it takes is a tip pass. Uh, the Eagles will be at home for their first home opener. So for all of those reasons, give me uh, give me him to throw over. Also, uh, best uh, tackle, um, what's his name? Christian Dar- Dar- Darsaw, I think that's how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Um, considered day to day, may not play pro football. Focus has him listed as the second best tackle last season. I think he only gave up three pressures, so uh, that's that's even less time that Kirk Cousins had to stand back there in the, you know in that pretty pocket and uh, you know some more deflections, some more tip balls. Give me give me give me Kirk Cousins though at least one interception. If, if Tampa Bay can turn them over, so can uh, you know so can this uh, Philadelphia defense, you know. Yeah, I mean, just talk about game script. Let's just say, you know, the uh, the Vikings get down two possessions in this game. That's just going to have to enable them to throw the football uh, in this game. Will obviously will lead to more uh, mistakes uh, possibly made by uh, Kirk Cousins. I had the same uh, prop here as well as my quarterback prop was Kirk Cousins to throw an interception here. Um, and again, I thought this was at, at a cheap price, especially even though it's at minus one fifteen, minus one ten. Definitely shop around. Um, but again, he's played. Um, and 10 career games against the Philadelphia Eagles. Obviously, this goes all the way back to 2014, but he's thrown at least one interception against his Eagles team in eight of those 10 games. Uh, and like you, Chris, you mentioned uh, last season on that Monday night football game, he threw three interceptions uh, against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles defense. I know there's all that the talk about Kirk Cousins in prime time and whatever the case might be. I don't even consider that in his handicap, but I know that he's very comfortable at home in Minnesota. Um, whether it's a primetime game or if it's not a primetime game, but you're going to be outdoors. Uh, you're going to be, it's a short turnaround week. Um, you're going up against one of the better defenses in the entire National Football League. I know the secondary still has some question marks, but like you mentioned, if the, if the secondary of the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers can turn them over, I think that the Philadelphia Eagles can definitely get at least one interception off of uh, Kirk Cousins in this game. So, I'm with you also to Kirk Cousins to throw at least an interception uh, in this game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Rod, any thoughts on Kirk Cousins' uh, interception here? Spoiler alert. I've got him coming up in one of my articles that I've got coming up with exact props. So the fact that both of you guys are on this makes me feel very good about the fact that I'm including it. Look, he threw 643 passes uh, last season. That was fourth most in the league. He threw 14 interceptions, the third most in the league. Eight games last season with at least one interception. You said it, Munaf. Seven of ten that he's thrown against the Eagles. Yeah, this is definitely a spot where he's going to at least throw one. He threw three the last time they played each other, so yeah. I think one is well within the realm of possibility. All right, before we get over to round two of our player props, let me tell everyone about DraftKings Sportsbook. Football is officially back. We're in the full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? That's DraftKings Sportsbook, an official uh, sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Get in on the NFL uh, week two action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app. 
and use promo code SGP to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. And we're also brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets, their best price guarantee you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you're going to have. And I've used personally used the Game Time app. They have some great features on the app. Like I mentioned, flash deals, last-minute tickets are always available. They're really easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. But the best thing I love about their app is that you get the images of your seat views when you go in to buy those tickets for your particular uh, event that you're going to uh, buy tickets for. So you're not going to have any surprises when you get to that actual venue. Nothing in your way of getting the best view or any obstructions. No, you're going to know exactly what you're getting right in that app because they have that image in the app for you. Lowest prices are guaranteed event cancellation protection as well. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and much more. The Game Time guarantee means you always get the best price. They're so confident that if you buy tickets for in the same row and the same seat or the same section for less somewhere else, they're going to give you 110% of the difference of that price. That's how confident they are in their uh, in their lowest prices. So all I got to do is download the Game Time app, create an account, use promo code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, gentlemen, let's get into round two of our player props here. Rod, lead us off, my man. All right. Well, fine. My underfund was uh, was gone now, so I'm going to go back to the overs where I'm more comfortable. Uh, but I'm going to go with A.J. Brown over five and a half receptions. This one's coming in at minus 105. I, I get it that it's actually it seems like a, a slam dunk of a, of a prop, right? But he only had five games last season with at least six receptions in it. So it's not necessarily as slam dunk he gets a lot done with those receptions yeah but he doesn't necessarily get all that many of them so for a guy like aj brown to not get at least five or more or six receptions seems a little bit odd but that is the case uh, although last week it feels like now they're realizing that you got to get the ball to aj brown he had seven receptions last week against new england so I like the fact that they recognized this season that I think it's it's probably best to get him involved more in this game as well and take a lot less off of Jalen Hurts trying to run this ball. Go ahead and throw it to A.J. Brown a couple more times. Good things are going to happen. So, uh, like I said, it seems like a slam dunk for this when you think about, it. oh, yeah, it's only six receptions, but he doesn't get there very often. And really, last week, Mike Evans caught six balls from Baker Mayfield. That's not a combination you thought was going to get. Uh, to six receptions last week, but they did. So the Eagles allowed at least one receiver to get six receptions last week against them. A.J. Brown is the best receiver that the Eagles have. Well, arguably, I guess some could say Devonta Smith, but uh, I still think it's A.J. Brown. I think he's going to at least get six. He got seven last week. We're only asking for one less. So at minus 105, it's not necessarily juiced all that much. So give me A.J. Brown over five and a half receptions. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about this Philadelphia Eagles offense, obviously it's Devontae Smith, it's A.J. Brown, right? And again, like you mentioned, he's done it more uh, times to not ever since he came over uh, to this Philadelphia Eagles team. And again, last week for A.J. Brown, um, 
I guess you would say he went up against a, a one of the tougher defenses. I know they're very defensive minded in New England, uh, but again, he still had seven receptions last uh, week, seventy nine yards on ten targets. So we know that him and Jalen uh, Hurts are, are are close. You know, they they have that chemistry, they have that rapport. You know, this date back to last season, he's going to be looking out for him as well. So at over five and a half receptions for AJ Brown, uh, definitely can get behind this for sure. Chris, thoughts on AJ Brown? Yeah, I, I love it. I'm actually on AJ Brown too. I took his uh, took his passing yards, so I, I'm definitely hoping he needs the he needs the catches in order to get the get the yards. So I could nothing I could say. Rod took a lot of my thunder with with uh you know with his yards as well as the catches. So so yeah, I, I'd be there on his on his uh, you know receptions as well. Also, it's the Vikings defense. Like we didn't yeah. <laughs> Rod didn't mention that, but this is the Vikings defense we're talking about here. Philadelphia home opener. They're, they're going to be turned up. It's going to be loud in there. And at the most, we could, you know, if you're a Viking fan, you're, you're probably looking for a shootout. You're not looking for a defensive contest, right? So, yeah, um, yeah I would, I would, I would only be able to agree with Rod there. Uh, did you want to expand on because you mentioned he had AJ Brown over on his receiving yards? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, so Rod kind of mentioned uh, week one, seven catches. I, what I enjoyed the most, and Rod, Rod probably mentioned this as well. I think he did was the ten targets, right? So seventy nine nine yards, um, which is right. He's picking up right where he left off at. I know Rod mentioned that as well. Like them kind of figuring that out. Like, oh yeah, we should probably get this guy a ball a little bit more, right? So um, week one actually made uh, five games in a row that he's actually seen at least eight targets, and uh, six of his last seven as well. And in and all six of those games that he's had at least eight targets, he's cleared that 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 yards prop. Earlier when I was capping this, it was seventy two and a half. It, it immediately started to move at 73 and a half. And I said, oh, my God, I got to hurry up and put it in. So so I placed it at 73 and a half, minus 110. I think those odds were on bet 365. Definitely shop around for the best number. Um, and then I kind of alluded to it just a little bit. But Minnesota, you know, they allowed the second most passing yards last season, uh, 267 per game. And in my opinion, um, you know, Baker Mayfield isn't the, the, the measuring stick to, 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 to kind of, you know, see if, 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 if it's going to revert back or if it's going to get better. So I think, um, I think, you know, not, maybe not Jalen Hurts going over his, his passing yards, but I do think that AJ Brown can get over his receiving yards, um, you know, with a few more catches, uh, hopefully a few more targets. He's had 10 and we can't ask for too many more. But um, especially given how they have to kind of balance that offense, but I do think this is a game where we can see AJ Brown, you know, get eighty to eighty-five, maybe even ninety receiving yards against that secondary in Minnesota. Yeah, again, I mean, when we talk about you know number one targets um, for respective teams, you know, we talk about the Justin Jeffersons of the world, the Tyree Kills of the world. I think AJ Brown sometimes forgotten about. Um, you know, even when he was with Tennessee and. Uh, even when he, you know, came over, but I think that again, go dating back to last season, we've seen what AJ Brown is capable of doing, and that's kind of carried over, uh, obviously in the course of last season. Um, and like you mentioned, he's picked up right where he left off, uh, last season. Um, these two teams, like we mentioned at the top of the show, Monday Night Football last season, uh, eight targets for AJ Brown, uh, five receptions, 69 yards, right? And I think they really didn't need him, especially in that second half, just because the defense was so dominant. Um, but that might be a different story uh, this week where they may, you know, it might be a closer game and we may be see some points being put up in this game, especially with a total of 48 right now. So, um, yeah, anytime we talk about AJ Brown, he's always at that, that the top of the list as far as wide receivers for this Philadelphia Eagles team. Um, all right, I'm going to go over to the other side for the Vikings, and I'm going to go with the receptions um, prop here as well. I'm, I'm looking at TJ Hawkinson uh, in this game. I'm going to go over four and a half receptions in this game. I got uh, him too, you know. TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> 
Yeah, and again, this number, yeah, when it came out, it, it really didn't make sense to me. And I know the, the VIG on this has really significantly moved since we're uh, recording right now. I think it's only going to start moving to five and a half. Um, but I was comfortable laying the minus 130, minus 140 that I got on TJ Hawkinson. Uh, let's go back to last season when they did acquire him uh, from the Detroit Lions uh, at the trade deadline last year. So he played in 11 games, uh, including the playoffs, 10 regular season games and one uh playoff game last season for the minnesota vikings he averaged let's start with targets there so average close to 10 targets per game and he averaged 6.45 receptions per game uh, that average is actually down because in the last game of the regular season last year against the bears he only had one reception and one target um but also tj hawkinson he's had at least five receptions and uh five receptions or more in eight of those 11 games last season including the playoff game last year against the New York Giants. Let's fast forward to this season, the first game of the regular season uh, last week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We know that Justin Jefferson is by far uh, going to be the guy for this offense um, all, all throughout the season because he's one of the best wide receivers uh, already in this league. But Justin Jefferson uh, had 10-plus targets last week. The second guy on that list last week was... Uh, TJ Hawkinson with with uh, nine targets. He had eight receptions in the first game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Also last week, the Eagles allowed nine targets and eight receptions to the tight end position uh, against the Patriots last week. That was a combination of uh, Hunter um, Hunter Henry and Mike Secchi. Uh, but we know that TJ Hawkinson really doesn't have that concern uh, with another tight end on this team. And again, I think we can make the argument that uh, TJ Hawkinson is that second guy um, when it comes to those skill position, right? We know Jefferson Jefferson. I think TJ Hawkinson is that second guy on this list. So also going back to last week, Hawkinson played in 75% of the snap counts last week for the Vikings against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So he's going to be on the field. He gets the targets. He has some of the best hands. Um, and I think that, again, over this four and a half receptions should be uh, easy pickings here for TJ Hawkinson. So over four and a half uh, receptions in this game for me uh, as my uh, second player prop here. I know, Chris, you also agree with this one, man. Anything that you want to add there? Yeah. Um, first, I want to add, you know, I'm going to have to go first for every player prop because you guys just keep taking mine. So, <laughs> no, just kidding. Just kidding. But, no, I, th I think you summed it up nicely. You know, a lot of what I had in my notes, what I didn't have was a snap count, which I really enjoyed that number, 75% of snap. I mean, I knew it was out there, but I didn't know, you know, for, for, for how long. So, I love that added to the handicap. Also, just looking at you, you mentioned Philly's defense giving up, I think you said nine targets and eight receptions. And if you just think about the way that Philly plays, right, they have one of the best secondaries. They have one of the best uh, front sevens in the game. They really try to take away your wide receivers. So, you you know, check downs to, to tight ends, whether they're running comeback routes, in routes, slants, whatever the case might be, I'm pretty sure that, you know, the Vikings offense, uh, offensive coordinators and Kirk Cousins probably himself is telling TJ, hey, look, I, I need to make sure, make sure you're open because it's going to be some quick passes when we think about how, how fast Philly, uh, you know, can get, you know, to uh, beat you at the line of scrimmage and get back to put some pressure on that quarterback. So um, I like it just, for, I mean, it just kind of logically makes sense, you know. So I took the over four and a half as well. I got it at minus 132. Uh, but like you said, definitely shop around. Uh, I wish I would have seen it when it first dropped because I'm pretty sure – Probably started at minus 120, but yeah. like you said, probably will close at five and a half, which also feels pretty comfortable uh, in this spot, being that the game script probably says that they're playing from behind with Philly, you know, coming out and, and getting the lead. Uh, Rod, thoughts on TJ Hawkinson? 
So it's funny too, because I have another prop in my article that's coming out soon uh, with TJ Hawkinson, but his is for his longest reception because I think it, so it's, it's over, it's 18. I'm setting the under on this one because I think a lot of these passes that he's going to get are going to be quick, uh, you know, around the line of scrimmage passes. Yeah. And he's not one to break free for like 50, 60 yards after that. Like, so he'll get tackled somewhere around uh, maybe five yards around where he catches the ball. And if that's five yards, uh, a quick five yard pattern, because, you know, uh, uh, Cousins doesn't have enough time to to throw the ball, then that means he's going to get a 10 to 12 yard catch. So um, he can get a lot of those, I think, is what it's going to end up happening. Like you're I think you're right. You're going to have to focus on Osborne. You're going to have to focus on Jefferson. You're going to have to focus on those receivers. Right. Well, that leaves Hawkinson open in the middle of the field. So, you know, like I said, as long as one of those catches doesn't go over 18, he can get as many as he wants. Yep. Uh, All right, guys, before we get over to our third round of player props here, let me tell everyone about Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform from parlays, parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets, revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. With their fantasy pick game, you pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do spending your Sundays doing. That's watching the game. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five to five. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or their website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $100. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy using promo code SGPN. All right, gentlemen, let's get over to our third round of player props. Chris, why don't you lead us off this time? Since we're stealing all your props. That was the the third one, right? Yeah, that was the third one, you know. I got Cousins over. That was was three for me. I got Cousins over uh, interception. Okay. Uh, Hawkinson, like you said, uh, over oh, and four and a half. Brown and as then well. I, I, t- I talked about AJ Brown as well. All right, Rod, you got th- uh, you got two or three and two. No, I, I only had two. Okay, yeah, why don't you lead us off then? Ah, we're already rescued, aren't we? Uh, I have, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show some, the the kicker some love. Uh, I'm going to take Jake Elliott. His kicking points are set at seven and a half. His over is at plus one hundred. I'm rolling with the over. He had 13 kicking points last week. I mean, this is of course an Eagles team that can score points. He's he kicked the ton of field goals last week that was that was the main source of the Eagles offense last week was his his field goals so um I like that uh so I I, I, like I said 13 points against the Eagle or the uh Patriots last week he had six games last season over this prop including two of three playoff games we know he's got a big leg the Vikings gave up at least eight points to kickers 10 times last season so they're prone to give up some uh some big kicker points and that's really because a lot of the the teams their drives were stalling and they had to kick field goals so 
um, they, you know, they had a pretty decent defense to keep uh, teams out of the end zone. So field goals were the way. And then in some cases, they were just kicking a lot of extra points uh, in that one as well. Uh, and last week, the Vikings did allow Chase McLaughlin, who's that, to reach eight points last week. So, um, you know, a combination of everything. Like I said, this is definitely a situation in which uh, I think Jake Elliott can get there. He's actually done this once before against the Vikings. Granted, it did come in uh, in 2019, but he still managed to get eight points against them. And he's only he's only faced them three times. So once in three times, that's still pretty good odds that he can get it done again, especially after kicking four field goals last week. I think we're in for another uh, at least eight point performance out of Jake Elliott. Yeah, I mean, when we talk about kickers, I think he's one of the more reliable ones uh, throughout the league, right? I know there's so much for some teams as a big turnover as far as uh, when we talk about kickers, but Jake Elliott has really been uh, consistent, especially for this Eagles offense. I mean, sometimes when you just blink an eye, they're already within field goal range, just how dynamic their offense is. And again, if they're not able to convert on a third down, you know, you have a reliable kicker that Nick Sirianni can, you know, trot out there to kick that field goal. And more times than not, he's going to make it. So, um, you know, last last week, like you mentioned, he had 13 kicking points against, you know, the Patriots. Um, I think this might, and I'm not saying it'll be a field goal uh, fest here, but I think when the opportunity presents itself to put up points, um, I think that, you know, Nick Sirianni, that offense will, you know, will, will get there uh, to do that. And again, um, this offense likes, they, they're very efficient in the red zone as well. You know, they come up with a lot of, uh, 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 creative plays. And again, that gets you extra points as well from Jake Elliott. So, uh, yeah, I definitely can't get behind this for sure. Um, all right. For my last player prop here, before we get into our touchdown props, um, I was looking for receptions for Alexander Madison, but I couldn't find one. So uh, I'll pivot to his uh, receiving yards in this game. And that's currently sitting at 16 and a half uh, for this game. And it kind of goes back to what Rod mentioned um, about the Eagles defense is that they're going to tee off on this offensive line, I believe, because that front seven is, uh, I think, by far. I don't want to say the best because I think San Francisco has the best defense, but I think they're top three for sure. Regardless, uh, I mean they have some you know offensive, I mean sorry, defensive talent on that front seven. So I think what's going to have to happen, I think there's something similar to what we saw on the Monday Night Football game with uh, Josh Allen and James Cook, is that if that defensive pressure is going to get to the quarterback of Kirk Cousins, he's going to have to find guys to dump it off to. Right? We talked about T.J. Hawkinson. And I think Alexander Madison might be a guy as well. I mean, last week he did have four targets. He did have three receptions, but it only translated to 10 yards. I think that he'll, he can, again, if they, if if Cousins is able to find him uh, when that pressure does get to him, I think he can, he can definitely get to this number. I think the targets are going to be there for him. And then when we talk about, you know, screen passes that work well for a lot of these teams, we saw a lot of success that the Vikings had, especially when they had Dalvin Cook. Obviously, you know, I'm saying Alexander Madison is Dalvin Cook, but they believe in him and they released Dalvin Cook for a reason. Uh, because they believe in Alexander Madison's ability. So I think this is an opportunity for him in this game uh, to break one out and get over this number. It's not a big number at 16 and a half at minus 110. Uh, I'll definitely take a chance here because I do believe that this pass rush for the Eagles are going to be able to get to Kirk Cousins. That's just going to enable him to either, you know, dump it down to guys like TJ Hawkinson we talked about or find somebody out of the backfield who's going to be uh, Alexander Madison. So over 16 and a half. Uh, receiving yards for me uh, for Alexander Madison in this game here. Chris, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I like it. I like that the number isn't too high. This kind of reminds me a little bit about uh, what, uh, what I think it was Rod that talked about um, running back last week when we were talking about the Chiefs and the Lions. Um, McKinnon, 
McKinnon. Yeah. Like it, it feels like a, a, a very similar scenario and McKinnon should have went over it. I know he didn't go over in that scenario, but um, this, this to me, you know, kind of feels like, like that situation. Like you said, it's, it's going to be a, you know, a bunch of dump downs and one, I know Rod mentioned this last week, but like 16 and a half is such a low number that it could all come on one play. Right. Like, so that wouldn't surprise me either, especially if they're playing from behind, which we, we kind of anticipate that. Well, I know at least I anticipate the green script is Philly, you know, comes out and jumps out to, to a nice sizable lead like they typically do in the first half. And then you just see Kirk Cousins, you know, passing the ball left and right. I was actually looking for his um, uh, pass attempts, but I, could, I couldn't. I don't think those Kirk Cousins, right? Either. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't find it. Uh, that was the first one I looked for this morning, but I couldn't find it. Uh, Rod, any thoughts on uh, Alexander Madison? That's funny because I was just looking at that. I, I didn't get the, there's no odds on it either, but I mean, 44 times he threw the ball last week. Like they're going to throw the ball. So it's some of those are going to go Matson's way. I, I highly anticipate him being able to get at least 17 yards on this. All right, let's get into our touchdown props here before we get to best bets. Uh, Chris, you want to lead us off for your uh, touchdown prop bets for this game? Yeah, so it's a couple of them that I like, and it's a couple guys that we kind of already talked about. First would be Mr. A.J. Brown. Um, have, uh, just one touchdown for him is plus 114 is the best odds I found over on Caesars, and it's for all of the reasons that we kind of mentioned. I know Rod liked his receptions. I love his actual receiving yards as well. I Actually, I love both, and, and the targets are there, right? That's why you like the yards. That's why you like the receptions because this guy is getting double-digit targets, and it feels like the 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 chemistry and the camaraderie that that he felt with Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown, with Jalen Hurts uh, uh, last year <laughs> has translated, you know, into into just kind of carried over this year. And we we're talking about a, a Vikings defense that gives up, you know, that if Baker Mayfield can throw for two touchdowns, and then, then I, I'm pretty and, and his you know wide receiver one catches one and Mike Evans who I took the under on, so I need him to slow down. Um, then I you know I think that uh, AJ Brown could definitely. Uh, snag one here as well, you know. And then I also like um, I like TJ just because I think that yeah. you know the closer the the Vikings get to um, the red zone, the more that they'll probably try to utilize him. Uh, the more that they'll probably try to utilize the middle of the field. Um, and I think they're going to make it hard for. I know we talked about you know KJ Osborne and we talked about. Uh, I don't think we mentioned Addison at all, but but Addison being out there as well and and uh, Jefferson. So I like I like Hawkinson because I think he's going to be in the middle of the field. I'm pretty sure Kirk Cousins already has his eye, you know, probably already looking out for him. Um, and they probably have some kind of, you know, some kind of system scheme play uh, that they'll use for uh, TJ. So if he's going to be out there for 75 percent of the snaps, like you said, you know, and, uh, you know, big body that, that you know, can ca- catch the ball, wide catch radius. I, I like TJ to be able to score in this game as well. So uh, if I had to play two, it would be A.J. Brown and it also would be TJ Hawkinson to go uh, just, just to score a touchdown. Yeah, we didn't mention Jordan Addison yet, but that was the one guy I was looking at for a touchdown, anytime touchdown this game. That You can find that anywhere from plus 245 to around plus 260 for this game. He did have one last week uh, against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And again, when we talk about the attention that Justin Jefferson is going to get on a weekly basis, that's going to open up opportunities for guys like TJ Hawkinson, Jordan Addison. Again, last week he was a beneficiary of a touchdown pass. From Kirk Cousins, I think this week that, you know, again, if they're going to have to score points uh, to keep up with this Eagles offense um, and especially them being at home where they're very, very comfortable. Um, don't want anything a repeat of what happened last season, this uh, game on Monday Night Football. But you're going to have to score more than 14, 17, 20 points possibly for uh, you to win this game if you're the Vikings. I know they're a seven point underdog in this game, but 
uh, you're going to have to keep up with the scoring for this uh, for this uh, offense. So I think Jordan Addison can be a beneficiary. And also, I doubled down on TJ Hawkinson as well. Uh, very reliable, big target in the red zone, 6'5", 240 pounds. Um, can't ask for much more when you talk about red zone targets. So those are the two guys I was targeting, at least on the Minnesota Vikings side uh, in this game here. Rod, uh, what do you got for your touchdown prop bets? Okay, well, I got another Viking then. I'm going to take uh, Alexander Matson at uh, anytime TD at plus 155. I, I don't know that they're going to enjoy a lot of red zone. I mean, they didn't last week. Maybe they find the red zone this week. Uh, but the Vikings didn't necessarily get very close uh, in, in very many of their drives. So they had to rely on sort of the longer ones. But if they do, and this time, you know, hopefully the, the Eagles allow the the Vikings to get in the red zone, then I'm okay with Matt's. And, and look, it can even come on a reception, right? The, we're talking about his receiving yards too. Um, it could come on one of those screen passes. He breaks it loose and gets into the end zone. He did last week. I mean, yeah. that's kind of what we're banging on as well. You think of the the players that can score for Minnesota. There's a lot of them, right? I mean, there's Jefferson, there's Osborne, there's Addison, there's Hawkinson, there's Matson. So like it, taking and sprinkling any one of these guys to, to get in the end zone is probably not a bad idea. Um, especially all of them being at plus money. I know plus 155 is not entirely sexy, but if it cashes, then you're not going to be too mad about it. Yep, I agree. All right, guys, let's wrap up the show with our best bets uh, for this Thursday night football game. Uh, Rod, why don't you lead us off? Uh, I'm going to take AJ. I'm going to take his receptions over five and a half. Um, God let us please turn some stuff around. Let AJ <laughs> catch at least six passes in this game. I, I need this, man. I need the the turnaround. Uh, Chris, best bet. Uh, let's go Kirk Cousins. I like Mr. Kurt to throw at least one INT. Uh, I actually absolutely love this play actually, you know, so, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I talked about it in depth. I know you, you, you liked it as well, you know, but Rod yeah. did as well. Um, but I just, I just think hostile environment, um, when we did the season long previews and we talked about, uh, you know, the NFC specifically Vikings, Packers, Bears, um, we we talked about the Vikings having a tougher road this year, right? Like last year, they were able to kind of pass the ball all over the place, and um, defense wasn't you know that great. And this year, you know, it's going to be a little bit tougher. So you know, maybe we should even maybe I should even look at uh, Kirk Cousins' season long uh, interception total to go over because he's already starting off on the wrong foot, and it gets no easier for him this you know this week. Uh, like I said, Philly back at home. Well, not back at home. First game. So, you know, it's going to yeah. be it's going to be turned up in Philadelphia. And I think that they at least, uh, you know, pick him off at least one time, you know. So give me give me a give me a Mr. Kirk Cousins to go over a half of intercept. I mean, at least one interception at minus 115. Love it. Uh, all right. I will take TJ Hawkinson over on his receptions, man. I know this number is getting juiced up. Uh, I see up to minus 160s now. Uh, I'm comfortable with the five and a half as well. You probably get that at plus money, but. Uh, I see still see four and a halves minus one forties out there. Um, right the, um, I'm willing to lay the vig here on this on this bet here. But like me, we mentioned it last week. The Patriots uh, tight ends on nine targets were able to collect eight receptions against this um, uh, Eagles defense. Talked about how, how Hawkinson has been a important part of this offense ever since he got traded from the Detroit Lions over to the Minnesota Vikings. I uh, did it several times last season. He's already done it this season in the first game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I think that's going to continue in this Thursday night football game. And again, we talked about that that pass rush is going to get to Kirk Cousins. He's going to need those check down guys. That's going to be Hawkinson. That's going to be Alexander Madison in this game. So uh, I'm willing to uh, lay the big here with TJ Hawkinson over four and a half receptions in this game uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles. 
All right, boys. Uh, look, last week, 0-9, we're going to address it. Uh, we'll, we'll get some hate for it, but it's a long season. Uh, hopefully, we can turn around this week for Thursday night football. Um, anything else we need to mention, Rod, before we get out of here, my friend? No, sir. Just thank God my co-host killed it in NASCAR last week because that made up for a whole lot of NFL failure on my part. But uh, yeah, man, just follow me uh, over there. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Listen to the NASCAR Gambling Podcast if you love money uh, because Cody's printing a lot of it out there. So uh, definitely something you want to get down on. Yeah, so I, I messaged Rod last Sunday, uh, this past Sunday, uh, because number one, I, I, I do my best to tune into their pods, but there's so many hours in the week. And I asked him, hey, who do I put my money down on uh, for this race? Because I don't know a lick about NASCAR, and I just I just like a true D-Gen. I needed some action. So he messages me back. He's like, well, put some money down on Tyler Reddick and put some down on Danny Hemlin. Uh, long story short, what ends up happening is not only did Tyler Reddick win this race, Danny Hamlin came in second in this race. So it was like, well, I don't want to say a no sweat. Uh, Rod could probably expand on that for me if it was a no sweat or not. But those guys ended up going one and two uh, for me. And they, those two guys were right around seven to one, a little above seven to one. Uh, and I put a, a decent amount on that. So uh, I've, I've, uh, I've uh, put some pain uh, in the uh, uh, the pockets of the books from uh from rod and and cody of the nascar gambling podcast but um yeah rod was that was that a sweat free win for us or was there some drama that led to us getting that w i mean look it would have been hamlin either way if the caution hadn't come out late anyway so yeah by the end of that race okay. it was a no sweat so the, the fact that tyler reddick jumped in, in front of hamlin that only hurt my feelings because i picked hamlin and, and cody picked reddick so that was the only person that was sweating was me at the end because it was either my head, it was either my outright or his. So his one. Well, I mean, look, that that's why the NASCAR gambling podcast is the best one out there. They're picking the first place winner and the second place winner. So uh yeah, make sure you guys tune in not only for NASCAR, but F1. The guys are absolutely crushing it. Um, as they have been ever since the pods even started. I know there are about a hundred some odd episodes. These guys are crushing it every single weekend. Chris, anything else we need to mention, my friend, before we get out of here? That sounds like a win-win to me, um, you know, <laughs> picking, picking number it, it one is. and number two. So, that, you know, for the viewers, definitely check out the check out Rod on the, uh, the NASCAR pod for sure. But, yeah, nothing else to mention, man. Like you said, uh, it'll be a bounce-back week for us. I'm going to go ahead and put that in the atmosphere, put the good juju in, uh, you know, in the in the works for us. We'll bounce back and, uh, you know, uh, cash uh, hopefully all of these tickets. But if not, more than, uh, you know, we'll, we'll cash more than we lose this week. And uh, we'll bounce back. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, follow my work over on Twitter at uh, Crispy Captain, two Ps, two Ns. And um, as always, man, it's a pleasure doing the show with you guys. It's going to be a bigger pleasure when we actually give out some winners. So I'll, I'll be looking forward to saying, you know, it's a, even, a, even a bigger pleasure next time, you know. I'll end with saying this. I'm not saying this was the reason Travis Kelsey was out uh, last week, but the rumors are circulating that him and Tra uh, sorry Taylor Swift may be a thing. They've been hanging out. Just, just you know, maybe just keep an eye on Travis Kelsey this season because he is hanging out with one of the biggest stars uh, uh, in the uh, music industry, if not the biggest. Uh, I think my wife will appreciate that because she is uh, she's at the top of the uh, Swifties uh, fan club there. So maybe Travis Kelsey and uh, Travis uh, uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift might be a thing uh, now. But 
All right, that is going to do it, gentlemen. Make sure to follow Rod on Twitter at RJ Gomez. You can follow Chris on Twitter uh, at Chris B. Capping with two P's and two N's. Follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. And also do us a favor, if you haven't already, leave us a rating and review for the podcast. And also make sure to subscribe to the NFL Gambling uh, Podcast YouTube uh, channel there. We'll drop our live feeds uh, when we can, uh, when we talk about NFL player props on the NFL Gambling Podcast feed. All right, we'll be back later this week to talk about week two Sunday player props. Um, Fingers crossed. It's only uh, up and up and up here for us but uh till then good luck with your bets let's break these books off and let it ride